Welcome to Stidia Cast, where Stidia trash meets Stidia garbage to be a complete Stidia dumpster heap. This season, we are talking about the episodes of Teen Wolf that have made us laugh, cry, and fangirl. Because Lydia Martin loves Style Stalinsky and he loves her too. This is Stidia Cast, and Canon is maybe finally delivering. Hey everybody, welcome to season three, episode two of City of Cast. Um, today we are talking about, God, what was the episode called? I don't even know anymore. Sundowning? <laughs> was that, is that next week? I don't know. We're talking about the second episode of 6A the of Team Wolf. The, the planes, like superposition? Superposition, that's it. Um, Yeah, this was the beginning of uh, Lydia kind of experiencing what's going on on the other plane, so I can't wait to talk about her powers. But for now, my name's Rachel. I'm Ron Gazim on Tumblr. My name's Claire. I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. I'm Maggie. I'm Red String Banshee on Tumblr. And I'm Rosemary, and I am Row Your Boat on Tumblr. So, guys, I love this episode. I don't know about you guys. What'd you think? I this episode was phenomenal. It's definitely my top it. ten Teen Wolf episodes, like total, for me. It was and Styles wasn't even in it. Did anybody miss Styles? Like, did you guys notice he was no. gone? No, no, miss him at all. <laughs> Well, and I think that's because, and I think they realized it too, he was so present without being present, um, and that was why it worked for me. And plot. I enjoy plot. plot, plot. I have problems with plot. Oh, you have so many problems with plot. Uh, Claire was, Claire enjoyed the episode, but she's not happy. What aren't you happy about? I am like, don't get me wrong, I really enjoy where this season is going, and I was like enthralled by the episode. I just, the way they're dealing with styles is erasing. I don't, I don't like what they're doing. Do you, are you referencing Claudia? Um, see, to me, they should have gone one of two ways. They should have gone styles is completely erased which means everything affected by him never happened, which means Scott would not be a werewolf. Or everything still happened, but Styles is not involved, which means, to me, Claudia should still be dead. I do not see Claudia being alive as making any sense. Unless we have scientific proof that childbirth, like, worsens frontotemporal dementia, to me, the absence of Styles does not mean that Claudia should be living. And I, love I don't think she's alive. I don't have an issue with the fact that she's there or, and I, I know your theories, Rachel, so I don't have any issues with her being there. I just think that it's lazy writing to bring her back. I like, I really do think it's cool what they are doing. And I love that we get to see Claudia and I love the actress that plays her. I just, I'm not, I agree with Rosemary. I think it's kind of like cheap writing. But I'm interested to hear what more theories are regarding Claudia, because it did seem a little sketch at the beginning when Sheriff was like, my wife is here. Like, why was he so confused about that? So if there is some sort of other explanation to that, then I'm cool with it. Oh, my God. You know what that just reminded me of? And this doesn't really correlate, but the kind of disbelief about Claudia being his wife. It just reminds me of the moment where Scott goes into Styles' mind and Allison and he are in the closet 
And like part of Scott's like, this doesn't make any sense. And Allison's like, Shh, just go with it. I don't know. This just reminded me of it, but hopefully it they'll similar. explain. It's similar. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Hopefully they'll explain the Claudia situation a bit more. I'm sorry, but I love that. It's cheap writing. Give me Claudia. I'm so excited. I like, I know it doesn't make any damn sense, but I think they obviously did it for shock value and I was shocked. I, you know, yeah, it worked I'm on you. Because <laughs> I do like, I do love it, but then the super analytic part of me is just like, does right. not compute <laughs> but I'm very interested to see where they are going to take it because something, like, to me, I really, Scott shouldn't be a werewolf if Styles doesn't exist to me because he wouldn't have gone out there in the first place. But the Claudia thing, there is something else going on there, and I want to see what happens with that. I'm really that. surprised. This is Teen Wolf. Of course, they're going to have cheap writing. And I think <laughs> I'm so excited by the fact that there are so many things that really work in this plot for me. I I really enjoy it. I think that I was disappointed that it just seemed like there's so much that's intricately done. Um, and we're gonna throw this in here. And just I I love me some styles and I don't want him to have to deal with the oh and my mother would exist if I didn't think because fuck it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. that'd be rough to put him through. Yeah. Poor kid alone. I know. Um, I absolutely love this uh, episode. And we touched upon this, but I feel like the absence of styles was not felt at all. Rachel, the Rachels and I watched it in Russian, like, and it (laughs) was entertaining even in Russian. Like, I can understand. It was amazing. I think, I think this, I don't want to jinx anything, but. I really like the first two episodes of the season, and I think that they really put thought into it. I don't think that it's sloppy. I think that they're, you know, honing in their writing skills and tightening it up, and I'm really excited for the direction of the season. It feels, like, so haunting, and I'm just really excited for it, you know, and all the meta is, like, setting my brain on fire, too. So, I must think that it's so good... That's why I'm being more critical of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, like, deserves the higher the higher level of attention we're giving it, which is great because that hasn't happened in a while. And yeah. that's just, I, I feel like it deserves me giving it a more critical eye. And, like, I love it, I do. And how epic was Lydia in this episode? Like, oh, my God. Like, oh, she, oh my queen. Incredible. And, like, oh, my God. And also the the fact that she did automatic writing and we go back to like 3b or was it no 3a when styles tried to get her to do automatic writing and she couldn't yeah it do was it. currents oh I my god about that. oh my god and so this time when she actually does it and she finally writes his name like uh i want to die oh my god that's yes. so incredible i, I think that's interesting so how many people were like his name is mischief or it's translated mischief and i'm like out of all the things i would have speculated about that's the one thing i really want to be surprised about I just, I'm really interested to see where they go with it, and I want to be surprised, so don't fuck yeah. this up to with writers. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was really interesting to me. What was yeah. your guys' favorite Lydia moment in this episode? And everybody has to say a different one so we can touch on all the oh. best Lydia moments. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, my God. I think when she walks in the school and she looks not excited, but just... Like, she's an autopilot because something is pulling her to a certain place to do a certain action... And she can't remember why she was going there or what's going to happen. It's, it was almost like watching her face fall and just, oh. I noticed when I was re-watching it that she, I, I kind of thought that when I first saw it that she 
got a little overwhelmed by something and then went to stand over by the locker, I didn't realize that, like, she purposefully, like, walked over to the locker. Like, that was where she was going the whole time. Like, I kind of thought that she got, like, overwhelmed and went to stand there. I totally didn't realize that she wasn't... Her face didn't fall. She wasn't confused until... She got there and like suddenly didn't know why she was standing there, and it made me like, it made me think about exactly. her like walking down the hallway towards Styles in the morning and like knowing he's going to be there and that like it. that confident like step that she had and the way she was kind of smiling a little bit like I'm walking down the hallway I'm going towards Styles and like I just could picture her doing that in school every day and like meeting him at his locker. I'm going to be the the person that I'm in love with at his locker. Yeah. She's literally walking to the person that she's in love with. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop. Stop. One of the things I love about Lydia, of course, is how how confident she is. And I think that this showed not that he's the reason that she's confident, but he's definitely played a part in that. And she went there and she faltered a little bit. And it was really interesting. Way to go, Holland. That was, like, a really great subtle for her. Before we move on for that, can we just briefly mention, to the lyrics of that scene? Because the two standout lyrics for me was, follow your heart and you'll find your way home or something like that. And, like, you'll find what you've been looking for. I think those are, I'm not sure if I'm saying it verbatim, but those are the two lyrics that I was like, ah, oh, Teen Wolf, there you go again with Stidia and the on-point lyrics. Like, always. Anytime that there's, like, a scene, I, like, specifically listen for the lyrics. I'm like, what are you trying to tell me right now? They're always so on point with Stidia, mm-hmm. like, soundtrack. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, MTV's just sound placement. Well, it's like their jobs. Like, so. It's their jobs, and because they have so much... Rachel and I were talking about this in the text message a week ago. Um, because that their, their system for licensing songs is really unique to them, um, they have so many, so many opportunities with it and they really do a good job of making it go with the narrative it's not just random this is ambient action music they really spend a lot of time on it which i appreciate it put their music back in mtv so maggie what was your favorite part of the episode <laughs> the most um, annoying voice i've ever done <laughs> maggie what was your favorite part of this episode of the teen wolf I'm going to steal the big one. I'm going to go. Someone had to. (laughs) Sorry, I gotta. I'm going to go with the part where Lydia follows the woman um, from the other side out into the night of Styles being taken. And I got to tell you, I had to change that scene because I was shook. I was so fucking shook when I watched that. I am so shook. And, um... I think the part that gets me out of everything besides like as soon as she walked like as soon as she burst out of those two double doors and it was the night we literally gasped watching that it was just like the fact that she couldn't see him but she was being pulled by him physically the fact that she was still saying her lines even when he wasn't present like oh my god it just destroyed me but I think overall my favorite part of that entire scene was the way she said I won't because when she said, I won't, and then the second, I won't, it sounded, I've never heard her make that sound in my life. It was so desperate and vulnerable and completely overcome. And I, I just could not believe she, Lydia Martin, said that in that way. I, I'm shook. Like, I'm, I'm I, I don't have words. She <laughs> sounded like that part. a little bit actually in 601, which I remember because I was 
completely thrown for a loop by Holland's acting. And the first time I watched it, I was like, Holland lost character. And then I went back and I rewatched it, and I realized that Holland was using her voice in a way that she's never used Lydia's voice before because Lydia has not experienced this type of fear. Like, in her life, she's never experienced this. And so... I think Holland did this incredible job of showing just how desperate and terrified Lydia really was. Um, and a couple people actually went into my inbox and were like, I think that Holland did a bad job with the end of the... No way! Because, for like me, they went, this doesn't sound like Lydia. And then when I went back and rewatched it again, I went, oh, this is like, this goes so deep in Lydia. This is like primal. This is it like so subtle. Yeah. It doesn't sound like animalistic Lydia because we've never experienced that exactly. Before. So we don't know what it sounds like, but it's definitely her. Like this is her goddamn boggart. Like <laughs> this is Lydia without her walls. Oh Just, yeah. Okay. Lydia's <laughs> walls. Realizing that she's about to lose the person that she loves. Yeah, there's nothing more to say other than that. Like it's somebody that she's never had this emotion for, and. and in this way and so she's losing him she's desperate because she's losing this person and she doesn't know if she's ever going to get it back so and that's what kind of fucks me up about the i think i loved him scene because lydia has my favorite ah sorry you can have it Uh, (laughs) i i just wanted to say that i really love that because i felt like lydia has never quite been in love like this before like I do think that she was in love with Jackson like we know she was in love with Jackson but it there's different ways that you are in love with people over the course of your life as you grow and mature and I think that the kind of love that she has with Styles is like this brand new thing that she's never experienced and it's like it's the thing that Allison was talking about in the car but it's more than that it's companionship and friendship and it's like I don't believe in soulmates personally, but I believe in circumstantial soulmates. And I like truly believe that they built themselves into that. And so Lydia's never had that experience before. And the fact that she doesn't know what this feeling is, but it's so powerful that when all of her memories are gone, she's easily able to identify it as love. Like she doesn't remember anything about him and she couldn't say she loved him when she knew who he was. But when he's gone from this earth, all that is left of her memory is that she loved this boy and she has no idea who she is. All she knows is that she loved him. And I, for me, that is the, just the goddamn icing on this cake. She just knows, she knows now. Well, can I just say when she, when she says, I think I loved him, how quickly she says that? Like, it just, yeah. like, they're all going through what they think, and she's like, and I think I loved him. Like, it, she doesn't even she's have not, Yeah, the fact that she's able to even vocalize that exactly. to Scott Malia, like, I'm in love with somebody, and I think it was this person, it's just, like, blows my mind. Um, and also, it's probably her subconscious talking, because their subconscious are, like, leading the way to finding styles, and Deaton says that, you know, it's your subconscious mind trying to remember it was so deeply ingrained in Lydia that it was back in her subconscious. And, like, who knows how long it's just been sitting there, like, waiting to be discovered, but it's here. I really love the idea of, like, I know that this isn't going to happen on screen, so I'll probably drabble it, but, like, it occurring to Scott and Lydia that Lydia fell in love with Scott's best friend. And Scott being like, so, I wonder how that worked out. And she's like... Who who could it be that, like, it's your best friend and I'm in love with him? Like, what's going on there? And they're, them just, like, bonding over the fact that, like, they have this person that both, like, 
he's Scott's best friend, and Lydia's in love with him, and, like, what that means. And then on top of that, clearly is some sort of important person to Malia. So the fact that they have to, like, figure that out, who that person is in the center, but is somehow this person to all these other people is just kind of, like, baffling to me. And then it makes you realize, like, Styles is the is this person to everyone. Like, he's so key, and it's just... It's going to be really, really cool to see them put those pieces together. I'm really thinking that we're going to get some flashback montages like i don't see any other option like it's happening and i'm pumped for it so and they did the flashbacks in 602 so well Mm. like so uh, i'm i'm excited for it can you imagine like lydia going into the locker room and them doing the locker room flashbacks just like they did with scott getting bitten like the camera is like on 2016 tyler posey and then whooshes over to 2011 tyler posey can you imagine that but with a kiss so cool. Oh my god. I loved um Scott's scene where he wakes up in the middle of the woods and they play the same music that they played in season one. Yes, like, yes. That weird I got Because it's the beginning, like, oh my yeah. god, like this is the final season and we're circling back to the beginning. Like, ugh. I love Speaking it when it does that. Circling back to the beginning, since we already talked about the I think I loved him. Uh second favorite scene is when she's done with the auto writing and says styles what the hell is the styles and we just picture her like totally high out of her mind on her bed after the mountain lion incident and her mom says styles is here to see you what the hell is a styles and like for that even just like that question to come full circle i just really love that they used that again it made me really excited (laughs) What and she wasn't really high this time to end the to end the episode on that um you know on that line like what a brilliant move on the writer's part. The last time she said that he was nothing to her and now he's yeah. everything <laughs> to her and she asked the same question but it means so much more. Are you okay, Maggie? Yeah, that killed Maggie. <laughs> Every time we talk about Styles being nothing to her, it just like. It ruins mm. me. Earlier today, I was talking to someone about middle school, Stidia, and how, like, she had no idea, like, in middle school when she was ignoring the shit out of him that, like, she was going to, like, build a life with him and he was going to be her best friend and they were going to, like, share a bathroom one day. And, like, <laughs> sorry, my domesticity kink just came real through. <laughs> um, also, to get off the Stidia trap, well, just, it's not totally because... I feel like they are kind of on the same page. But, Maggie, you brought it up earlier about how it was clearly just, like, in her subconscious, kind of ready to be unearthed. But Deaton's speech about that in The Phantom Limb and the fact explaining that, like, Styles is Scott's Phantom Limb, and it broke my heart because he clearly, like, something is so wrong and he feels it, but he doesn't know what it is. And I was like, this is, like, a real psychological syndrome. Like, it happens Scott to people. Styles, guys. Scott they are styles. so that it's, like, it's, it's messed up. But, like, oh, my God, it just broke my heart. Because you could just see it on Scott's face. He's like, I understand what this is. I just don't know really what's going on here and I just loved that scene so much I love Tyler's acting um and that scene, he has like, so much he, he really is so incredible like what he's doing with his character is just like I'm so happy for uh Tyler 
I love the scene where he's looking at the picture and he quirks his head. Like, oh my just god! Knowing that that little head quirk just does something to me. Like it's same. It's because he looks me. like a, he looks like a puppy. He's, he's so like, adorable. <laughs> well, and I know I know we haven't seen Liam really react to Styles being gone but I mean since we're talking about this they're talking about leadership and, and Liam and how he plays into Catherine I think Styles has a part in that I think he's got his two dads to be honest he's got his dads and he learns oh, yeah. from them and I think that's part of what he's missing is his other dad oh. <laughs> I think he's missing that fearlessness that I don't know <laughs> but since we're talking about Scott and Styles what about their child God, that's yeah, a good no, point Styles isn't even now. fearless but like he definitely has this, like, act, this bravado that he always has had. Like, since season one, Styles lives on and exists on bravado. And, like, we know that he's not fearless, but, like, you bet your ass that he's, like, he's the kind of person who would absolutely, like, just pretend to be so that Liam would see it and think, yeah, my dad is invincible. Wait, here's the thing is that we know that Liam can, <laughs> Liam can be a little shit, too, and he was missing part of that, and I think it's because somebody wasn't pushing him to be that little yeah, shit. Like, I agree. And you know, like, there's always, like, there's they're so antagonistic toward each other because also you know there is that small bit of jealousy that Styles has with Liam, but it's like they Liam is their child and they were both pushing <laughs> him to be the best that he can be, and he is missing that part, that little kind of shit part, and that's because Styles isn't there. And do it you makes think? Me do sad. you think Coach just realized? Oh my god, Coach knows. Coach knows because there is not that person that is the bane of his existence right now. Greenberg. Greenberg's gone! <laughs> Wait, what if Greenberg was We're taken already? What if Greenberg was forgotten? <laughs> Wait a second. Greenberg is gone. Wait, another fucking second. Did he mention Greenberg? No, he no. hasn't. That's Can this be a thing? What if we find out this is a thing, guys? Yeah. I would um, love Nobody knows. <laughs> I am so we're like coaches back though. It's yeah, when everybody comes back and then they're like, Who's this? And he's like, It's me, Greenberg. And they're like, Oh my god. Like they actually show You have a face? <laughs> Mr. Kim? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was the cra- that was the craziest plot twist of the Gilmore Girls revival, honestly. It was just like a great nod to like yeah. the fans. Yeah. Definitely. So I think seeing Greenberg would be hilarious. Yeah. Um coach Coach coming back was just... I'm so... I, I missed him. him. He's one of my favorite characters. Orny Adams did a great job. I missed. Like, this This definitely had shades of, like, season one and two. Yeah. And I appreciated that so much. And they're not my favorite seasons. Um, I, I like the darker. Um, but I, I, I miss this. I like this. I want a sitcom. I've said this several times. I want a sitcom of these kids just hanging out and being. It's going to be called Full Pack. It's going to be great. Yeah, that, we're definitely that, that getting more of the, yeah, the, the early, like, high school buddy vibes, which we are due after the last couple seasons of, you know. Thank you, Glee writers. Thank new, you. Well, the one new Glee writer, sorry. <laughs> Did they bring light bulbs with them? Because I have to say, oh, I can see this season. I can see the light. It's, I it's just to see the light. Oh my god! Oh. And it's like the budget lifted. <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to say, um, going back to the Scott and Liam scene, I was just kind of—I don't know—something about that scene uh, surprised me a little bit. How much Scott was pushing leadership on Liam, because Scott had leadership pushed on him, even though he didn't want it. Like Scott 
got bitten and all of a sudden had to deal with this life that he was not ready to deal with. And he's kind of putting that on Liam a little bit. And I feel like the difference between Scott and every the rest of the world is that Scott has this innate sense of duty that is like, it is my responsibility to take care of these people because they cannot take care of themselves. We protect those who can't protect themselves. Yes. And Liam's a little bit more about like that styles philosophy, like, self-preservation buddy like I don't want to do it so I'm not going to do it um but I I don't know I was just kind of surprised that Scott like I feel Scott's desperation for Liam to be like the next alpha because there is a sense of like who's going to protect them I can't do that so somebody's worried you need to have that that lawfulness to you to be able to be the alpha. I mean, I mean at least the alpha in Scott's pack. That that has always been the guiding principle of Scott's pack is they, they do what they can and they do right by other people. And I think lacrosse is a metaphor. And no. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, sorry. No way. Um, and I, I think this is early shades of that. And I, I like this a lot more than the last episode when Liam was like, and I might be the alpha someday. Um, I like this. This was a bit more subtle and I think a little bit more effective writing. It was like, let's be G over the half of acrostic, but yeah. <laughs> and he's still, he, it'll be interesting to see his evolution because he's, he's still not ready. Even though the end of that episode with him going to coach and being like, I'm fucking signing up to be team captain. He's really not there yet. And I think that it's going to take styles coming back for him to actually be, to reach that level. But it was the first time I, I thought that maybe someday I'll be able to trust the writers to not fuck that up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I liked 2.0 in this episode. I mean, I love how Liam, like, slammed Corey, by the way. Like, Thank God. Oh, I was, like, cheering. I had my popcorn. You know, like, in Hannah Montana, when Lily sees Jake and Miley kiss, and, like, she falls out of her chair and all the popcorn spills all over the place? That was me when Liam called out Corey. I was like, yes! Thank God. I, I was like, finally, because Corey is so goddamn boring. Oh, I hate Someone him. Just please, like... I appreciate that it is canon that somebody else doesn't like Corey. I wait with bated breath for them to kill off Corey. <laughs> Every week I'm like, do it. Like, it wouldn't bother me so much if Mason wasn't so incredible. He's yes. got a 4.9. He's brilliant. Like, he deserves Brett. How does this school work? And they were like, we don't have class right now. Okay. That maybe happens in your senior. I, wanna, I wish I went to high school in California because mm-hmm. clearly, it's like, about that's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... All right, so now yeah, we Mason have. Mason has been like so awesome, and Corey is just like so Corey's not awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, clear. Rachel, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that we have to bounce to our new segment, Theory of the Week, in which we utilize the brilliant, intelligent skills of Kay and Reina, who are. Styles Banshee and Fuck Yeah Styles and Lydia, respectively, on Tumblr. So I'm going to throw it to Reyna this week to give you her theory about something that's going to happen this season on Teen Wolf. So I got a lot of asks about um, the train station, and people were wondering if the train station is where they were being held by the Wild Hunt, and that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like an old-school um train station with um the decals in the back telling you know showing the departing departing trains and arriving trains when styles kind of busts through 
the double doors, which he's been doing quite a lot this season, and so has Lydia. There's been a lot of dramatic door entries and exits, and um, there's just a whole possible theory and meta meta to do on that in terms of um, the wild hunt and, and the fact that the people they grab, they grab through doors, they grab through, you know, windows, they shot at Styles in, in, in the doorway, they they grab the kid um, through the, you know, the bar doors of the jail, they, um, they grab the mom through the window and, and all that, so it's kind of like a um, metaphorical and literal pathways to other worlds but um back to the train station so it is a train station and we've seen them in the promos that um styles is kind of laying on a horse and they're walking down the tracks and he's probably going to get dropped off in in the um in the front and go in through the doubles double doors himself and then he comes across peter and that's kind of where they seem to talk and Peter is already there and Peter will tell him we've been forgotten and Styles is going to be like oh can't relate just kidding but seriously he's going to you know tell him this is what it is and we're we've been forgotten and Styles will say well you know they'll come for me but something else that was quite interesting was um the people that are already there are kind of very dull and sleepy and almost in a trance. They're not Styles. They're not Peter. They're not fighting to get out. They're not confused. So I'm wondering if the longer you're at this station waiting, maybe possibly not only are you forgotten in the world, but you also forget yourself. So other than the pack running against the clock in terms of, you know, the wild hunt taking more and more people. I think they may be running um, against the clock in terms of Styles forgetting himself and maybe not being able to be brought back and, and not remembering who he is. But again, there's that's just a little tidbit of what I picked up from the trailers. So thank you so much to Raina for that theory, and we will see how that goes this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we're doing our next segment um, in which we... Oh, fuck you, Rosemary. <laughs> you look so horrified. Usually. <laughs> oh, my What's God. Going on? So last week we asked you guys to send in emails with your thoughts about um, the episode. So if you want to do that for 603, you can either send your thoughts in our ask box or you can send them via email at cityacast at gmail.com. Um, but for now, I'm going to toss it to Maggie to read the reader opinion for this week. Okay, this opinion comes from Lumost on Tumblr, and she said... I love seeing Malia, Scott, and Lydia confide in each other about their missing piece. And to tie into that, the scene where Deaton brings up the missing limb analogy. It was this full circle sort of moment as a season one viewer that hit me where it hurt. The majority of this episode did that for me, which makes me so excited for the rest of this story arc. Obviously, I lost my breath <laughs> hearing Lydia say <laughs> <"Hello>, Styles. 
<laughs> but my favorite scene was Lydia's flashback to when her and Styles were outrunning the Ghost Riders. Her desperation in trying to remember whoever it is that she's forgotten had me on the floor. Floor, girl, same. Same Z's. Same with everything. Seriously. Yeah, that I was pretty so on many point. feelings, and you said all of them very succinctly. So <laughs> you, yes. Bravo. <laughs> all right. So before we end this episode tonight, I am obligated to ask you guys what your red string ratings are for this season, this episode of Teen Wolf. Somebody say red string. Um. I don't actually remember the scale that we did them on last like, time. <laughs> um, it's either one to five or one to ten. So I guess I think it should be one to five. All right, let's go one to, five. one to five. Rosemary, on a scale of one to five, how many red strings would you give this episode? And you can do like halvesies. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a solid four. Nice. Yes, I'll give it a four. Maggie. I'm going to give it a 4.5. I'm optimistic, but I really enjoyed this episode. I'm very happy with it. Claire? Can I give it a 4.1? Yeah. Can I, can I do decimal? <laughs> yeah, point? totally. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to give it a, a 4.1 because it was great, but I think we're going to get even better this season. I am. This is coming from me. I, yeah. I, I hope. I'm just, You're I'm a giant really pessimist. Actually, because you hate yeah. the world, so. <laughs> <laughs> you hate the world. The insults we have for Claire on City of Cast so far. Robot, heartless, cold, <laughs> and hates the world. <laughs> um, it's also true. I'm going to give it a... Uh, Oh, God, I have to give it a 4.5 because, guys, for me, this episode was fucking lit. And most of it was because Lydia Martin literally looked at that teacher and the teacher was like, no, I'm not. You can't get extra credit for equations that you created based on your own findings. And I was like, oh, my skin is clear. I have a 4.0 GPA. Sydney are doing the do. Um, I feel yeah, like I have great. to explain my lower rating now because you guys marked it higher. Um, yeah. I guess pessim- What's with that, Rosemary? Okay, I'm a pessimist. I, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think we have some more can go, and I'm not thrilled with the what seems like a lazy convention, writing convention. Um, I don't think that Claudia's back from the dead. I literally... I know she's not, but I don't like that they used it for shock value, and now we're going to explain it away. I, I'm taking a point off for that. I'm very interested to see where it goes, and hopefully I will have nothing to worry about and can retroactively rewrite this episode. But I, for right now, I'm giving you a solid four. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of City Cast. We hope that you tune in next week, and we hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving. And we hope that the episode of Team Wolf that is tomorrow for me and maybe for some of you <laughs> um, is as awesome as this one was. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on this week's Stidia Cast. After next week's episode of Teen Wolf, tell us what you think of it by emailing stidiacast at gmail.com and your comment might be featured on our show. Don't forget to follow us on our Tumblr, Cast, or our Twitter, Stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our wonderful anonymous donor for making season three of Cast possible. See you next week for more shenanigans. You bring the tissues and we'll... Actually, we should probably be bringing tissues too.